0: what's going on people and welcome to the blockchain enterprises podcast the aim of our podcast is to show you how anyone can start a business find their dream job or develop a revenue stream in the emerging blockchain industry most if not all of our guests started with just an idea a few hundred dollars and a twitter account before we meet today's guest here's a quick word from our sponsors today's episode of the Crypto Jobs Daily Podcast, we're joined by Robbie, the CEO at Anamoka Brands. Anamoka Brands is one of the leading gaming and NFT platforms in the blockchain space, with well known titles such as Formula One and The Sandbox. So, to find out more, let's go ahead and speak with Robbie. What's going on, people, and welcome back to the Crypto Jobs Daily Podcast. Today we're joined by Robbie from Anamoka Brands. Hi Robbie, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm very good, thank you. and Thank you for taking the time out to, to speak with us.
1: No problem. Happy to have a chat.
0: Fantastic. So as we mentioned in the intro, you're from the team at Anamoka Brands. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your role and how this came about?
1: Sure, sure. I'm the CEO at Animoka Brands. Um, I've been with the business for about ten years, just about now, um, and uh, and I joined because it was it was co-founded by by some very old friends of mine. Um, we all started our our first um, you know internet businesses, startups uh, in the same time in the '90s during the first wave of of the web, um, and after a decade in traditional media. Um, I came back to tech uh, and and joined this business about 10 years ago uh, when we were focused pretty much exclusively on mobile games at the time.
0: Fantastic and you know you mentioned uh, being focused on on mobile games. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about Anamoka Brands and what you guys are building?
1: Sure, sure. So we, we spent a long time um, you know doing a lot in free-to-play mobile games. I think we were well known as, as one of the leading um, game Developers in the world, really, for working with licensed brands, uh, hence the name. Um, so we license, you know, world famous IP, and we make um, we make original games featuring that IP. Um, and then about three years ago, um, little little over three years ago, uh, we discovered blockchain, uh, and we discovered NFTs and the intersection of blockchain and gaming. And so ever since then, we've really been focused on developing this burgeoning new sector of of blockchain games.
0: Fantastic. I mean. You know, for someone who's been in the blockchain space for quite a while, I I love blockchain gaming. I I genuinely think it's a very natural fit with, you know, the crypto industry and and gaming industry. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about some of the games that you guys are currently working on and and, and are available?
1: Sure, sure. Um, So we have, I think, probably two of the best known uh, projects that we have at the moment. Uh, One is called F1 Delta Time, which is the officially licensed uh, Formula One blockchain game. And the other one is called The Sandbox, which is based on our own IP, and it's a, it's a full Metaverse project.
0: Fantastic. I mean, again, sometimes our listeners, you know, there's so many projects going on in crypto, they just kind of know the name of the project. So again, I think it's really, you know, interesting to, to know that you guys are the team behind Sandbox. I mean, it's one of the biggest Metaverse games out there right now. And... In terms of, like, blockchain gaming and, you know, you guys, when you moved into this industry, like, can you tell our listeners about some of the challenges you faced along the way?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I think, obviously, the biggest challenge was we came from the gaming side as opposed to the sort of crypto blockchain side. So that was a big learning curve for us. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, we actually got our intro into the industry through a partnership with um the company that's now called Dapper Labs, um, because we partnered with them on CryptoKitties to publish CryptoKitties in greater China. So we kind of cut our teeth in, you know, what was arguably the original blockchain uh, blockchain game or NFT-based game. Uh, and then <clears throat> since then, we've really worked hard to build up a very comp- uh, a core competency in kind of tokenization and tokenomics and figuring out how to really weave the usage of both fungible and non-fungible tokens into a game entertainment experience. Because one of the things that's really important to us as game developers is we want people to have a really rich gaming experience. So it's not just about collectibles. um, It's about having an entire entertainment experience that incorporates collectibles as well. But it's primarily the idea that players are, you know, owning their own digital content and we're creating, you know, these property rights in in games for, for the players.
0: And on that note, I mean, I love what you're mentioning there. Someone who's a, you know, a fan of the F1 game, you know, been playing it regularly. I mean... One of the things I love about the game is the in-game rewards and how this kind of contributes to the whole ecosystem. So the more time you spend playing, the more rewards you're able to get. And, you know, it just really incentivizes you to not only play the game for the enjoyment, but also the rewards as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And and play to earn is one of the key, I think, differentiators of what makes blockchain gaming different. Because, you know, people have been spending time and, and grinding away in games for years because games are fun. But now, thanks to the integration of blockchain, we have the ability to actually, you know, incentivize them with game rewards that are not just exchangeable for in-game items, virtual items, but in fact are, you know, based on on tokens, so they are exchangeable to other tokens and fiat, etc. So, you know, we have a lot of people <clears throat> playing, for example, in F1 Delta time, who are making a living now um, because they're bas- basically professional esports athletes, and and we give away. Um, prize money you know you can you could easily make thousands or tens of thousands of dollars a week um, equivalent in in, in in-game currency um, by you know if you are fast enough (laughs) around the track basically but the caveat being you need to win races so it's just like the real world in that
0: regard it's true and I think that competitive nature again makes it all the more real for the players out there you know incentivizes them to say right the more time I spend on this that the more rewards I can get
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's part of the fun because, I mean, I think the rewards for playing games are, there's many different kinds of rewards. It's obviously fun to play. There's the competitive aspect. There's trying to, um, you know, achieve things and make it to the top of the leaderboards. And now, you know, the prize money um, has, a, has a different dimension now that it's, you know, a fully exchangeable um, cryptocurrency.
0: I agree, and you touched on the esports industry as well, and you know it's been one of the biggest growing industries in the last ten years or so, especially with the growth of social media. Like, how do you guys at Anamoka see the the growth of you know blockchain within the esports arena? Sure, uh, I think what it does is it democratizes
1: esports a little bit <clears throat> because the play to earn model um, applies in blockchain games regardless of you know. You still have to have skill, obviously, mm-hmm. but but you don't necessarily have to. It's not the sort of Olympic level skill that's required in esports on console, for example, um, because people can earn rewards. For example, in our F one Delta Time game, they can earn rewards in many different ways, um, not just simply by being the number one fastest, you know, around the track. And and I think that's important, so that you'll have quasi professional players who are sponsored on teams in the sort of same e-sports fashion as you have in traditional gaming but you also have a play to earn model for individuals who may not have sponsorship and big budgets and things like that so i think it it it's much more um it's much more open in that respect
0: it's true and i think that very much fits in line with crypto in general itself i mean you know one of the things we love about this industry is that you know everyone across the world has the same opportunity to get involved in crypto there's no regulation there's no boundaries as long as you've got an internet connection and the ability to learn, you know, anyone can get started in this space. Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. And I think that's what's exciting because, you know, one of the things that we love is we're a, we're a global organization. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is we are, you know, headquartered in Hong Kong and we have a big presence in Asia as well as in Europe and North America um, and, and actually Latin America. But I think one of the things that's fascinating about the, the blockchain business is that the center of gravity of this tech revolution is not in silicon valley mm-hmm. per se you know there are great companies being built in all corners of the world so i think that's also quite interesting that people who are you know doing well in this in in this business are quite decentralized as well
0: it's true and you know speaking about building businesses you know for, for anyone who doesn't know recently anamoka achieved unicorn status I mean, do you want to tell us a little bit about how that felt as a team, as someone who's been there for such a long period of time?
1: I think it's um, it's really nice that people recognize our efforts. Um, and I think more than anything, honestly, it's just, it, it's there's definitely validation, but I think at the same time, it's just nice, honestly, to have more resources to do more fun stuff um, because we see a tremendous opportunity right now where we're really just at the beginning of what we believe is quite a big technology revolution. You know, this this idea of creating permissionless assets, digital assets that, that you can truly own, we think will change the web and change our digital lives dramatically. And, and to be in on the ground floor right now is really exciting. And, you know, that's due to a combination of of good fortune and, and hard work over the last few years. And I think mainly because... We felt as internet entrepreneurs who've who've been you know through several business cycles since the 90s. I think we've we've had some experiences where we felt like we recognized a bit of a pattern happening, and um, and the current climate in in blockchain games and NFTs reminded us a lot of what we had seen in the early days of mobile uh, back around 2009 2010, uh, and also what we'd seen in the web back in in 1997 98. Um, And we feel like we're seeing that again today in the blockchain industry, and we really want to be a part of that.
0: I couldn't agree more. And, you know, in terms of speaking about what's coming up for the future, like what sort of gaming projects are you guys currently working on? Sure. Um,
1: So we have a host of brand partners that we're working with, particularly in, in sports categories. So we just recently started launching some of our content for MotoGP Ignition, which is our second motorsports title. Uh, we also have an upcoming title that we've announced um, which will feature Formula E so we're going to have quite a, a variety of motorsports content um, and that all features the REV token which is our in-game token for those for those games um, and then at the same time the sandbox obviously continues to grow and we're branching out into um, other in-game, in-metaverse categories so we just announced yesterday a, a collaboration with with Deadmau5 and Richie Houghton to do yeah. Um, music content within uh, you know sort of concert music content within the sandbox Um, and at the same time we're also launching uh, we're launching football content with with Manchester City and and other football teams so we're we're kind of we're trying to build out in, in many exciting directions focused on game experiences that also have a collectible aspect to them because of course you can own the content in the games.
0: I mean, I I love what you're saying here, and it sounds like a very busy time ahead for for the whole team at Anamoka. I mean, this industry is often like twenty four seven and never stops. Like, what does a typical working day or week look like for you as a CEO?
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. Um, it's I think to be honest, it's been interesting working from home during the uh, during the pandemic. Um, it's uh, kind of you know democratized my day a bit because now my day can be. Uh, much longer or much shorter because I, I, you know, I work out of my front room. Um, but I think it's it's interesting because we we do work very globally, um, just like the blockchain industry in general. Mm-hmm. So you know, our sandbox studio is in Latin America, headquarters is in Hong Kong, and we have multiple teams throughout Europe. So we're you know there are people working twenty four hours a day in our organization, um, and I think we also try to use that to our advantage too because um, it means that we also have. Local knowledge um, in many different jurisdictions about what you know, what the, what what the market wants and what people enjoy, um, so we can cater to customer bases in all different types of, of geographies and um, and cultures.
0: I think that's an excellent point you mentioned there about having local knowledge and understanding your market. You know what customers want in Asia might be slightly different from what they want in Europe, and I think just kind of them slight differences in having team members based globally is one it's one of the things I love about crypto in terms of, you know, you're able to work remotely, but also it's like the norm for us to work on different time zones with different members across the world. Yes.
1: and And I think also I'm, I'm really starting to see a trend over the last couple of years of real decentralized teams mm-hmm. as well, not just in blockchain, but in tech generally, but especially in blockchain where you know i'm meeting companies now that have formed in the last year or two where where they've never had an office in the history of their company which is which is you know i'm a middle-aged guy so that's a little bit new to me
0: it's, it's funny you mentioned that i mean i remember the first time my friend um started trading on binance and something went wrong and he, he messaged me and he goes where's the the telephone number and i was like crypto companies don't have one (laughs) (laughs) and i was like the communication either you contact them on twitter or you you know you see you contact them on their discord or telegram and it's really interesting in terms of how teams work in this space uh, and how teams grow like in terms of anamoka you know we, we talked earlier about you know joining the team and you know it's been a long journey like how has the team grown since you joined and how many people are currently working there
1: Sure. Um, so we are now about 400 people around the world, um, and most of our teams are relatively small. You know, In our headquarters, we have about 80 people. Um, and in Latin America, we have about 50 people in Buenos Aires. But otherwise, most of, and I, and I think I want to say San Francisco is about 40 people. And those are our biggest offices. We have several offices of 20 people. Um, so it's a, it's a mix. Often we've also acquired um, teams in different places um, and then we, we grow the teams based on on the original one that we acquire. Um, So I think we've been growing quite quickly. Um, It's nice because actually within the blockchain game business um, we're frankly, one of the largest Mm -hmm. teams. um, And I think that that's poised us to scale quite well um, because many other people in blockchain gaming, um, since it's a relatively new field, Are very small teams Um, and so they may i think find um, growing to be a little bit of a challenge Mm -hmm. not because they're not good at it but only because they haven't
0: done it before yes i think that's an excellent point in terms of experience in this industry so key and you know there's so many people out there who have a great idea they just struggle to execute it in the blockchain space because there's so many small nuances and, and things to learn along the way that you know often we don't have the time to learn as we go along it's imperative that you know you execute perfectly the first time around and you know on that note Rob you know in terms of people who are interested in the gaming space in in crypto they have experience in this industry and they're keen to you know kind of join Anamoka like what kind of qualities do you look for in new team members?
1: I think most important is we just we want people who are who are curious and um and who are problem solvers and who are just, you know, who are passionate. And I know that becomes an overused overused phrase, but I think we work in a really fun and exciting and interesting industry and it's a, you know, and you've got to love it. You know, um, you've got to, you you. it requires dedication because sometimes the hours are long, you know, when you're trying to hit deadlines for projects. But hopefully you can have a lot of fun along the way because actually the products that we're working on are literally entertainment. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So the entertainment industry is always great to be in, um, because you know it can be a lot more exciting than than you know manufacturing uh, in a factory, for example, um, where there's a lot of the same. Um, in our in our environment, I think things are moving very quickly. The technology evolves, um, you know, on a weekly or monthly mm-hmm. basis. So staying abreast of new things and being a quick study are
0: important. I agree. And, you know, you mentioned about, you know, this industry is, is fun. You know, I couldn't agree more. Like, about yourself, what do you what do you find most enjoyable about working in the blockchain space? Um, honestly, I,
1: I think it's really fascinating because I've met so many different kinds of people. <laughs> I mean, really, like um, in other industries I've worked in, um, you get sometimes you get a lot of the same like it might attract a lot of similar types of people. But the blockchain business really seems to attract, especially the entertainment side, mm-hmm. as opposed to the finance side, seems to attract people from all different kinds of backgrounds. You know, people from creative arts backgrounds, people from finance and legal backgrounds, people from hardcore tech stack backgrounds. Um, and and I, I really I enjoy that diversity. Um, and then obviously there's huge ethnic diversity, which is cool, too.
0: I think it's it's one of the beautiful things about crypto. You mentioned there about ethnic diversity. Again, we, you know, we we from from people who remember the early days of crypto. I mean, even up until now, you know, you, you interact with someone on Twitter and they're an avatar of an animal or you know something else, and you don't really care what background they come from. All you really value is you know their passion in this space and their their knowledge and expertise. You know, and you just take it as a given that you value people based on you know, what yes. they can bring to the table rather than, you know, what your preconceived ideas may be.
1: Totally. And, and I think actually that makes us, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, even from an ethnicity standpoint, we have a, a little bit of an advantage being uh, headquartered in Hong Kong, but um, from our roots. But if you look at our 400 people around the world, I don't. I think we you know not even not we don't even have 100 people in from one single ethnic group <laughs> we're literally an amalgam of the whole world um and that's quite unusual I think for a company of that size
0: it's true and you know on this note I mean in terms of as your company grows and you know it's uh, it's one of the key things when you're looking for staff like for in general, we, we recommend so much for people to, to, you know, take away from, you know, the, the price speculation in crypto and, and consider the long-term prospects in this space. And often one of those key areas that people can look into is starting a career in blockchain. Like for any listeners out there who are interested in transitioning and moving into, you know, a full-time crypto job, what sort of advice could you give to them?
1: So I think... Um... I've always looked at technology the same way, which is technology changes all the time. And so it's about evolving if you want to be in it for the long term. Um, and to give you an example of the long term, um, our headquarters office in Hong Kong, we've rented that office space for uh, now, what would it be? 20 years.
0: Wow.
1: Um, but it's not always had exactly the same business operating out of it. Right. It started out as an enterprise software business um, founded by our chairman. And that was, you know, and that was the business for the first decade. And then it was sold to IBM. And then we transitioned to gaming and it's about evolving yourself and moving with the times and and being current on, on what's going on Mm -hmm. in technology. Um, And so we think, you know, blockchain games this is this is what we're going to be doing for the next 5 or 10 years but don't know what's going to happen maybe 10 years from now mm-hmm. but i think it's important that we just stay current and and we stay on top of things and then that enables us to have longevity in this industry and i think that's what's important is you you always look at things with a long-term vision so that's why you know we we weren't afraid to go into crypto which is often considered to be a very volatile industry because if you look at things on a on a five-year timeline, well, then actually it's a it's a pretty great industry. Um, you just shouldn't shouldn't watch the trading day by day.
0: <laughs> it's true, and you know as you mentioned that. I mean, I remember what crypto was like five years ago to where it is now, and it just feels like an eternity ago. I mean, even in terms of price, but also in terms of infrastructure, the projects. You know, by, for, for reference, I mean, Binance didn't even exist five years ago yet you know people look back at it now and think wow you know this is one of the world's leading exchanges not only in crypto but you know generally as well so you know on that note Robbie as we wrap up here you mentioned in terms of a long-term vision now I think five years 10 years is a long time in crypto like in terms of the gaming blockchain gaming space like where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth over let's say the next 12 months in this space
1: sure Um, i think that the biggest areas for growth are going to continue in the in the short term to be on um, mostly branded experiences because i think the branded experiences are what will help attract new um you know non new sort of general audiences who are maybe not crypto native because they will see something like you know um, football uh, trading cards or collectibles Um, from their favorite team. Mm -hmm. So for example, with our Formula One Delta Time game, we have a lot of players who are F1 fans and they may not have known anything about crypto or they may not be necessarily big gamers, but they love F1. And so the chance to get, you know, an authentic collectible of Lewis Hamilton's 2019 season winning car, they're like, oh, that's cool. How do I get that? Mm -hmm. I want to find out about that. So I think these branded experiences, not just made by us, obviously there are great games out there like NBA Top Shot and other collectible experiences as well. But I think the branded ones are going to be the ones in the short term that capture people's imaginations.
0: I couldn't agree more. And it's going to be really exciting to see how the next few years pan out in this space, especially with the development of NFTs. I, mean, I think we're just really in the beginning stages of really developing and understanding what the use case for these can be.
1: Yes, most definitely, most definitely, and I think I think that's what's so exciting because we're still at the stage of the industry now where we're actually setting the standards and we're kind of defining what the capabilities of these things could be. Um, so it's really up to the, your imagination, and and there's not you know we're not it's not like on the web where you have a few behemoths which act as gatekeepers for distribution and advertising and other things. Um, I mean, this
0: is really an an open field and and we can do a lot of amazing things. I I couldn't agree more. On that note, Robbie, as we wrap up here, I mean, it's been really interesting to hear your story, your journey at Anamoka Brands, you know, how the company's grown, some of the fantastic games and platforms you guys have been building and having the pipeline. Just before we go, in case anyone wants to find out more about you or get in touch, where could they reach out to you?
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, like, like most of the blockchain community, I'm on Twitter, um, but otherwise, uh, LinkedIn, or please, I recommend go to our website at Animokabrands.com because from there, you can see a lot of our products, and you can also link through to a lot of our subsidiaries, um, where we do cool stuff like Quid, which is the world's you know, largest digital collectibles marketplace, um, or limpo where we do things with sports athletes or gamey where we do instant games on, on telegram and other messaging platforms we have all kinds of cool stuff
0: that you can check out fantastic We'll we'll leave all the links in the description below and again i'd highly recommend our listeners to check them out you know this f1 game is super addictive <laughs> i'm a big fan of it and you know again as you mentioned there's so many more games in the pipeline as well so We'd love to have you back on maybe within the next 12 months to see how things have progressed. Definitely. Happy to join. Fantastic. So thank you again, Robbie, so much for coming on.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: Thank you for so much for listening to this episode of the Crypto Jobs Daily Podcast. We hope you can get inspired from Robbie's story and his advice. And if you wish to find out any more information about Anamoka brands, including their current job vacancies, you can click on the links in the description below. Finally, if you're interested in finding out more about our podcast, becoming a sponsor or you know changing careers into the crypto space, feel free to visit our website at www.cryptojobsdaily.com.